yeah, I just can't get enough Italian sausage these days. Like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, um, mom, gross. You are listening to the Gimme Five Podcast, episode one eighty six, side oh, A. Shit, we're just jumping right in. All right, That's let's right. do this. Deal with it. This is the Gimme Five Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is the Side A episode, which means we are going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, the ever-interesting Florida, and whatever else caught our eye this week. I would tell you my name, but I can't. Definitely not for spy purposes. Just let's move on from that. But I am joined by Tom... What's up? Hey. I'm Tom. And Clancy. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. The chocolate <laughs> mousse is not in season. I repeat, the chocolate mousse, not in season. Great. Now i got to burn this building down and move to another country. <laughs> Good to know. This week, we are going to talk about the Hulu exclusive MODOK. Am I saying that right? Yes. Uh, mental organism designed only for killing. I believe oh. that is what it is. Okay. Uh, the really? new Michael B. Jordan yeah. film Without Remorse and the Netflix exclusive Army of the Dead. I thought she was dead. And the weird rash on my inner thigh. <clears throat> Dude, you sent me a picture. It's not your inner thigh. <laughs> that was. We, I said it was my inner thigh to get the foot in the door, so to speak. Uh, Rob, we have just determined that Omar will, in fact, read anything that I put on the script. <laughs> no, 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 no. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> we are going to prepare no, for his I'm not next hosting. That's not how it works. <laughs> Spoiler time. We are reviewing shows and other Stuff. such things, and as we review them, we have to talk about specific things that happen within them. So, if you are going to be annoyed if we spoil something, stop right now, go away, watch those things, and then come back knowing that we're no longer going to spoil it for you. <laughs> if we do spoil it for you, then uh, it's all you. Yeah. <laughs> You've been warned. Uh, news. We've got news. Uh, I, actually, I, I think we got a couple of bad newses. Uh, we should probably just go ahead and lead with those and get them out of the way. Yeah, we uh, talked. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I actually made it adorable, which we made it kind of good news. It, it was adorable, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about School of Rock. Uh, actually, it was Omar's first episode mm -hmm. of his hosting gig when we were talking about the... Uh, rock and Roll High School, and we were determining, you know, what, who were the... Actually, no, we talked about Coolest Teachers, too, so that was actually... We've talked about School of Rock twice. That is true. We did cool, We did Coolest Teachers when we talked about... Uh... My Science Project. Yeah. And yeah. see, I knew we had talked about it much more recent than four weeks ago. Yeah, well, one of the, the kid band members, the drummer, uh, who... Uh, drummers, very cool people. 
I mean, I, knew this, I, I knew this one. I knew this one drummer. He was awesome. Then how come uh, they're all single? <laughs> <laughs> Poor life decisions. I think. Yeah. That's fair. <clears throat> Too much playing with their sticks. <laughs> that is also fair. Yeah. Uh, so no, the drummer uh, from from School of Rock. He, I mean, of course, he's not a kid anymore. He was thirty-two, but he was uh, in in bands. I'm trying to get to his name here. I got to scroll up. Uh, Kevin Clark. He played. Uh, or sorry. Uh, yeah, he played Freddie Jones, or as they nicknamed him, Spazzy McGee. Uh, he was killed while cycling in Chicago. Uh, he was he was a professional drummer that had played with a bunch of, I think, jazz musicians, and uh, yeah, he was good. Obviously, I mean, he was a kid drummer, and he was good in that movie. Uh, he did remain kind of friendly with Jack Black as much as you can with a celebrity. And in 2018, he actually went to see Tenacious D play a show and hopped up on stage and gave uh, Jack Black a T-shirt from his band. And Jack Black threw it on, and there's a bunch of pictures of them together. Jack Black, of course, said it was a tragedy, and it was really sad to see that one of these you know, kids that we kind of watched grow up in a way. We mm-hmm. saw him in, what, eighth grade, I think? And then and, pass away. And surviving a lockdown from COVID only when everything opens up to go out and then get hit by a car is just kind of shitty. Especially when you're a musician and it's like, you know, all, what, what were you doing to make money for that entire time? Mm-hmm. You weren't able to do shows. You weren't able to do gigs. Gigs, you're probably – like, I think he did record a couple drum, drum tracks that were online, but, it, you know, it sucks. So – our condolences to his friends and family. It was really sad news yeah. you know, for someone that I didn't necessarily know specifically, but I just watched the movie. So, what else you got? Uh, another passing. Uh, are you familiar with the name Samuel E. Wright? I thought you wrote it down on the thing. I guarantee you know who he is. I probably do. I, I saw someone else pass away, and I saw the picture, and I was like, "Oh yeah," but who who is he? Sebastian. Oh yeah, that, that's what it was. The because the picture was next to Sebastian, not the singer of Skid Row, the no. crab. The crab from the Little Mermaid. Samuel mm-hmm. E. Wright was the voice for Sebastian the crab in the Little Mermaid, and he has passed away earlier this week. Interesting. How old do you know? Is that... Uh, he. I want to say was he was in his seventies. Seventies. Yeah, I was gonna say like seventy-two probably, or something. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunate, and we're we're approaching the age where people that we grew up with watching are going to start passing away. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it, it, that whole getting older thing. You know how they like brought back the Noid for yeah, Domino's, I saw that. For Domino's Pizza. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, I'm getting my kids dinner ready, and there's a Domino's commercial on TV, and he watches it, and he just looks at me, he goes, "Why does that Red Rabbit want the pizza so bad?" <laughs> That's the Noid. And then he was like, because at one point he gets electrocuted, electrocuted, That's that should actually be a word. Uh, he gets electrocuted at one point, and they made him, like, pixelated when he gets electrocuted. And he's like, he got oh, my, my child because of who I am. He's like, he got really pixelated. He looked like an old video game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, he Ethan. Yes, he did, son. Yes, he did. So now I have to actually take him down the rabbit hole of the fact that if you remember correctly, I know Rob might omar probably won't there was actually an avoid the noid video game two of them i think yeah Yeah, that's how much that character you know broke into the pop culture lexicon i did not know there was a video game yep he was he is a red rabbit now though (laughs) 
So, wait, for real? He's not the same noid as before? No, he is. He is. It just he because of his little like red things on his head, he oh. looks like a rabbit to my child. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I got just uh, one other little bit here. Uh, you guys remember Garbage Pill Kids? Yes, I do. I still have big... my collection. Ooh, where do you keep that? Is it in the garage? It is not in the garage. Could it be in the garage? I, just... I mean, I guess okay if it wasn't in the garage where specifically would you say that that it is being kept and what we're what we're hinting at is that that room unlocked yeah i'm going to pull a heist while you're at work and Mm. steals a garbage i've already gone through them that i don't know that there's a whole lot worth anything in there okay well i do have a sumo sid but i don't know that it's really in mint condition well garbage i need a a greaser greg for obvious reasons because uh, I had one, and then I stuck it on my door in in high school, and it is gone now. Anyway, uh, that series was mostly cards, you know, for a long time. They did attempt a movie. That movie is so bad that we will probably be watching it when the next time I get an opportunity to pick a movie. <laughs> I was just thinking that, too. Yeah. So bad that we're going to be watching it soon. They are making a cartoon show. That's going to be on HBO Max. There was actually another previous cartoon show attempt, but uh, all of those uh, wuss-ass parents of the 1980s complained so much that they took it off the air before it ever aired. So it did, but it did run in like Canada and places where parents don't care about their children. <laughs> so it is coming out. It is uh, Danny McBride is going to be executive producing it. Uh, of course, Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down. He was. Uh, the father in uh, Mitchell's vs. the Machines most recently, and of course, uh, he, uh, what is he? Oh, he uh, executive produced or produced the uh, Halloween, most recent Halloween movie that was awesome. So, I'm in, because I'm excited about that. And it'll be cool to see some of the old cards that I had come to life. Uh, Anything? I'm hoping it'll be better than the, uh, than the movie. Dude, it could be like a mentally challenged chimpanzee smearing feces on a mirror, and it would be better than that original movie. That doesn't sound, that sounds interesting actually, but that's fine. <laughs> I might watch that. <laughs> Both of you guys are going to YouTube right now to try to find that. There, there are a couple of other things. Um, the, there's a new trailer that dropped for a movie. I believe it's coming out on, I want to say Amazon. I could be wrong. I think uh, was the it Tomorrow War? Yes, yeah. yeah, it's you, Amazon. Did did either of you get a chance to watch that trailer? Awesome. Well, I did. Yes, because you told me about it right before Omar's computer decided to freak out. Take so crap. I got a chance to watch it. What'd you think? I'm intrigued. It it's... it looks interesting. Uh, it stars Chris Pratt, and there's the, it looks like it's a big budget sci fi film. Mm-hmm. I. I'm always a little leery of these time travel movies, though, because the, the, basically the premise of the movie, from what I can gather from the trailer, is that humanity is facing extinction 11 years or something in the future. They're, they're uh, combating an alien race that has invaded the planet, and they need more soldiers because they're running out of people. So they're actually traveling back in time to grab more people to bring them forward to challenge the aliens and fight the war and help them win so that humanity isn't extinct. 
right? Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, I, and maybe they address it in the movie, but my first thought is, well, if you take those people into war and have them killed, then there's nothing that they produce for the future. Well, I'm wondering if the first strike from the aliens takes out a very large amount of the population. So maybe the people who they're using are already dead, already dead in the first strike. I'm sure it'll get explained. Listen, this is no sound of thunder, but it'll have to do. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I, I, it, it looks... He's just going to keep reminding us about that during his, <laughs> during his 90-day period of, of testing. Uh, first and last 90-day, by the way. <laughs> um, it we'll never hear really about good. it again on day 91. I'm just letting <laughs> you know that. It looks awesome. It looks cool. And I'm sure all this stuff will get explained because Chris Pratt is at a level now where, you know, he's not getting B movies. You know what I mean? Like he's going to get, he's going to get quality scripts. Um, I don't think he would attach himself to something that, that is even on the surface, um, especially on the surface, uh, you know, crap. It looks, I think it looks awesome. I'm, I'm like really excited about it. I do agree with you that the time travel thing can go either way. Like you just never know. But I'm definitely excited to see it. Like that's... And too often times I've seen I've seen directors or screenwriters not pay enough attention to the time travel mechanic and just ignore it, and then it doesn't make any fucking sense. And you're like, well, now, all right, if you're gonna do a time travel movie, you gotta lock down your rules and stick to them. You can't be making this shit up as you go. To, uh, Sound of thunder. <clears throat> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I thought everything was well thought out. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> All right, listen. I have mem- I have nightmares about it too. Okay, I don't. All right. Fair enough. So, moving, moving on from that, oh, there sorry. is another movie that was re- that was announced that I'm excited about, uh, hoping that they don't f it up, and that's Evil Dead Four. What? Woo-hoo! Yes. How did I miss that? Evil Dead 4 has been announced. Uh, They haven't started shooting. I don't know how far along they are in the process yet. I do know that they haven't started shooting, but it has been announced. Awesome. And I have one more question for you. Uh, Because a big Disney movie is coming out this weekend, right? And that's the the new Cruella movie starring mm -hmm. uh, Emma Stone. And I er, earlier on, if you remember, I think it was when Maleficent came out that I that I was actually predicting that we were going to see a bunch more villain movies. And that is starting to come true. But I'm kind of wondering what you think of this whole movement by Disney to essentially water down their villains and make them more sympathetic characters. Do you think new, that, do you new think from that could... Disney. It's the hunter that killed Bambi's mom. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, we've just jumped the shark. The problem is, is, they take these villains and put them in their own movies, and they have to, in order for it to be a decent movie or for it to be a Disney movie. I mean, it can't be a movie strictly about an evil villain. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be something that that kind of makes you sympathize with the villain and try and understand where they're coming from and. I, I just I don't know that I like that. I mean, I would I would go a different direction. I'm kind of fascinated with that idea because real life is more complex than just there's a good guy and a bad guy. 
So like I at first like when I like because you mentioned Maleficent just as an example we haven't seen Cruella yet but um, I was like Maleficent really they made a movie that sounds kind of like silly or whatever and then it was like oh this is kind of cool like you really understand where she's coming from and then the same thing with like the Broadway show Wicked which I haven't seen all of but um, but I, I understand you know the premise behind it I think it adds another dimension and I think it maybe for a younger audience, it'll be something where they might consider other points of view before they just go right from zero to I hate you. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know that I like this idea of of nobody's evil, they're just misunderstood. I, I agree with that too. I do agree with you. That makes sense. I agree with that 100%. Because some people... Well, it's not misunderstood, just it's just they're like... I, the direction I was actually going with it is the same thing Omar said with the idea of, you know, there for every person that is evil, there's very few true villains in the world. And I always find the villains more interesting if they have, well, they kind of have a point, you know, like uh, Thanos. You know, I was he, just going to say that. Like, you know, when he's talking now, was he misguided? Yeah. Was it? But okay. Was his underlying was idea good though in a way but he just went about it the wrong his way. his execution left a lot to be desired <laughs> yeah. but his overall background the idea behind it wasn't i mean he could have just made more planets <laughs> <they were livable. laughs> okay greg let's not get crazy <laughs> yeah. but like you know one of the the most interesting villains in comics at least for me is magneto and started off one-dimensional. I control magnets, and I hate everybody. But then they they started adding like, oh well, he he grew up in the Holocaust. That's interesting. And then you know he sees the same thing happening again with mutants. So that's why he's like, we got to fight back. And of course, it's based on the the character of Professor X and Magneto, based on Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X, like two sides of the same kind of coin. But it makes that. him it makes him more scary because you're like, oh. He could theoretically strip strip away some of the the good guy characters to his side, but you know I think with this movie to get back on that, uh, Cruella is my least favorite uh, Disney villain, meaning I hate her the most. <laughs> Not that I I mean I I like Hunter. Now is, is that are, is that just because you don't like the character, or is that just because you find her the most evil? I find her the most evil because of. Oh. Because there's a Dalmatian that lives across the street from me, and, and I love her. There it is. <laughs> oh, he, say, he hates her because of the dog aspect. Aspect. In, in my opinion, one of the most evil villains in Disney is Frollo. I don't, is, I don't even know who that is. Is Frollo? who? Hunchback. Oh, Judge Claude Frollo. Oh, 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 oh. got it, got it. Burn down, burns down the entire city of Paris, all because he's lusting after Esmeralda. Oh, we've all been there. Hey, Wait. you gotta go big. <laughs> She's hot. You gotta go big. Yeah. Well. You know. <laughs> Good thing my wife wasn't like, you know, you didn't burn any cities down for me. <laughs> you don't you don't love me that much. Yeah. How do you you can't argue against that. That's like a yeah, really but, No, I'm I'm interested in how they're going to possibly try to sugarcoat a puppy killer because it's not like as as I read somewhere it's not like the puppy the Dalmatian puppies are the first time she did this. So what are they really going to do? Really going to show like well, but see, that's the thing is, is I don't know that Disney, 
I don't want to say has the balls, but I don't know that Disney has has what it takes to actually make a villain in today's day and age a truly villainous character. You know what I mean? Especially if the movie is about them. They're going to make them sympathetic. They're going to make you want to side with them. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, let's let's go deeper into this this episode here because. We said. Florida, Florida. Do we, do we have Florida news? I mean, there's always Florida news. Uh, this true. state of ours, Mr. Trejo, we still live in Wisconsin. Um, this state <laughs> of ours, <laughs> there's a lot of throwbacks to last week's episode. <laughs> uh, just I'm moving to Idaho. Idaho. It's not. It's not a big deal. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, this time, I didn't really know where to go with it, because when you think of Florida news, you think of, like, you know, weird people doing weird things, but you also think of alligators. So, so um, I, I, I like the one about the Florida man arrested after striking his daughter with a slice of pizza. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I, I do like that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I'm like... That's not assault. That's a food fight. That's a f- I mean, shit. Come on, guys. Well, the thing is, when you get more into the story, she asked him to leave. He became belligerent, and it became a little bit more aggressive than just that, so she called the cops. Well, but he was he was outside, and as she was shutting the door, he threw a piece of pizza at her. Right. It happened to hit her in the face, right. <laughs> and she had tomato sauce on her cheek, but I'm like... That Come was my on. favorite part of the whole story. The tomato when the sauce. Arri- when the police arrived, they found tomato sauce on her left cheek. <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, it's a food fight. He's drunk. Just close the door and let him go." There's a couple things. That, this is becoming your Florida story, I think, because there's a couple things here. One, the fact that he was 41, and she was old enough to have her own place made me feel really old. Yeah, she was uh, twenty. She was he twenty. Was Forty-one. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he had her at twenty-one. That's not unreasonable. That's not. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Yeah. It just still made me feel old. That was one thing. Well, because you too. Some some of these <laughs> sometimes these articles you'll be like, oh, it's a slice of pizza, but then they'll be like, well, it just came out of the oven and she has third degree burns, which Correct. wasn't exactly. in the story. Right. <laughs> I was expecting. I was case, half expecting he, that. Yeah. He brought the pizza over with him, and you know they sat around and chatted for a few minutes. She found out he was drunk and belligerent, told him to leave, and he took the pizza with him, and on his way out, he tossed a slice at her. Right. He was, she but said he she was already outside, it. and she was closing the door. Right. So the, the headline is a little more simple than the whole story because, you know, like you said, he got belligerent, whatever, right? Um, but just the, the real quick runner-up, uh, a six-foot-long alligator. <laughs> and this That's is why it. people don't want to mess with florida a six foot long alligator was giving people a hard time in lee, in lee county in, in, a, win, in a wendy's parking store. lot it was like hey you got any change and so the, would you the, like to buy some magazines no no i don't the the headline says hangry alligator chases customers through florida wendy's parking lot <laughs> how florida is that okay yeah <laughs> And this is why the alligators are going to Wendy's. Correct. And there's even a picture of like these like deputies or whatever, like wrestling the thing to the ground in a parking lot of a Wendy's. And I mean, we've already said more words about it than the entire article. I just thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just frosties laying around everywhere for people that threw them in the air and ran in terror. 
Well, exactly. there, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, Florida, for, for providing us with more ridiculous uh, thoughts. Nonsense. And, you know who loves those stories? Who? Our Patreon members. They do. I think they do. Because some of them are from Florida, and some, of, some of the stories I think might. Shit. <laughs> some of the stories might actually be even about them at some point. Oh, no. I mean, not yet, but there's, a, there, there's one there's at least. There's always a possibility. There's one that I think it could be about him. But Fair enough. we have a Patreon, which I'm going to screw up. And it's not very expensive, but it does support the show. I think we've had it for about a year now. And uh, it is $5. Uh, you're getting invited to our Discord chat, which is where we talk to our patrons. And they give us information about new movies. And we talk about all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, you get early access to what the top five list is. And it allows you to... Of course, uh, give us your own top five lists for our side B episodes. You have to suggest movies. Uh, we, we have a higher level where you actually get to be part of an episode that is the patron of Unusual Size. And it's just a good time. You know, it's, we, have some, we have awesome, awesome fun in there. And uh, we thank our patrons, and we are thankful for our patrons, because without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. So thank None you guys. None of this would be necessary. Or, yeah, or possible, <laughs> I believe is the term. Uh, Patreon.com slash Gibby5podcast. Uh, just an aside, I did mess around with our t-shirt store this weekend. Uh, we had a couple of requests for for different sizes of logos. So now we have a uh, pocket logo style t-shirt. We used to have like one with like, or we still have one that like has our regular logo, but big on the front. But a patron wanted a uh, smaller logo on the like, lapel or whatever this is the pocket the the breast. left nipple area the left breast a, pocket yes but there's no actual pocket but there's now one there's now a shirt with the logo where a pocket would be uh so i got that set up and masks too we also have uh give me five podcast masks we have the the friends logo but of course it says farts because we're children uh we have <laughs> yeah. that in mask form <laughs> which is nice and it looks it looks good. I, I have ordered one of those because I don't want my wife to love me anymore when we go to theme parks. <laughs> I want her to, to walk away from me, dragging the child behind her. Say, stay away from that weird man. Um, we don't know him. Yeah. But you want other people to all. think your wedding ring is a prop. Yes. <laughs> but that is uh, patreon.com slash give me five podcast for the patron stuff and of course uh, our threadless page it's uh, what is it uh, threadless dot or give me five podcast dot threadless dot com yep Rob's good so, at that yeah he is he's very good at that. so let's get into our topics because you guys were not tuning in to listen to us talk about awesome t-shirts that you should buy uh, what do we want to talk about first army of the dead army of the dead will close with I think because there's going to be okay. some conversation there I I'll just, I'll, I'll, Let's uh, do MODOK, and then you guys can talk about Without Remorse. Tell us about MODOK, Greg. MODOK. I'm curious about MODOK. I just want to say Uh, About a year ago, I saw some news that they were making a show based on MODOK. Now, I did not know that this was not going to be part of the proper Marvel Universe. MODOK is ridiculous. He is a giant head with, like, little legs that stick out of the front. He's uh, from... He's from the era of Marvel Comics where Stan Lee was doing a lot of drugs. Like, a, a, a lot of drugs. You know, like when they talked about how drugs were really hard to get and were expensive? That's because the people working at Marvel did them all. <laughs> and then they created MODOK, M-O-D-O-K, which is the... Is uh, massively oversized dick on a kite? 
Sometimes. It depends on what his what his scam is that week. It is, uh, I believe it is a mental organism designed only for killing. And they, there is one with a C as well, which is a mental organism designed only for conquest, I believe. But uh, this, they made a show out of it, and it is on Hulu. It's a Hulu exclusive, released on May 21st, 2021, uh, starring, and these are awesome voice actors, uh, Patton Oswalt, who's, I believe, been in everything now. He's been, you know, ever since he did voiceover in Ratatouille, I think he's done at least some voiceover in every single cartoon show that has ever come out. Uh, Amy Garcia, Ben Schwartz, Melissa Fumero from Reno 9, or not Reno 911, uh, Brooklyn 99, is that what it is? Uh, let's see, Wendy, McCle- Wendy McClendon Covey, she's from Reno 911, uh, John Daly, Sam Richardson, John Hamm. Beck Bennett, Nathan Fillion, Whoopi Goldberg, and Bill Hader. Uh, the show is, I believe, eight episodes long so far on Hulu. It is very much like Robot Chicken. So okay. it, is stop mo- it is stop motion. They are not using toys, though they... I, don't, I couldn't find a making of thing, but I'm pretty sure that they 3D printed like different faces and things like that for everything, because they are very well made, and there's different facial expressions and stuff like that. Some of the, the little mouths where they used to do I think in Robot Chicken they did it with like little pieces of paper that look like mouths, right? To like make them mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. Um, I believe this is done more computerized than that where they'll, they just kind of tracked to the, the figures. So the story is this giant head who is married and has a daughter and a son. Uh, he loses AIM, his big company, which if you, you know AIM, of course, if you've played the Avengers game or if you've been a Marvel uh, fan ever. They have the yellow beekeeping suits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's in charge of AIM. He loses it because it gets bought out by like an Apple wannabe tech cool guy. Um, and, okay. And uh, he, and they're like, oh, I've been a fan of you forever. They buy him out basically. Around the same time, his wife decides to divorce him and he ends up living in like a, a rat infested uh, apartment kind of thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's a comedy. It's 30-minute episodes-ish. And I did enjoy it. It It's, man, I've not seen a show like this where it's so 50-50 online. People love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am actually a little bit more in the, like, B range on this. Where it's, is it the funniest thing I've ever seen? No. Is it, do I like seeing the... The crazy C-list Marvel villains in a place that you'll never see them anywhere else. Yeah, I like that because that's kind of what I used to read comics for. Those like crazy ass villains, like just a list of some of them. Um, you'll like you'll know some of them, but Fin Fang Foom, which is like a big Asian dragon. style giant or dragon, yeah. Arcade, he's a hitman that basically is like the precursor to the dude from Saw. Well, I re- I remember Arcade from Spider Man and the X Men and Arcade's Revenge. Yes. Yep. That game was impossible. <laughs> Fuck that game, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I forgot about that game. Uh, Master Pandemonium, Mister Sinister. It's a he's a relatively famous villain. Madame Mask is an Iron Man villain. The leader, which is a Hulk villain. Whirlwind, which you probably I think Whirlwind might have been in uh, the Avengers stand-up arcade game, if I remember correctly. The Orb, Angar the Screamer. I totally forgot about Angar the Screamer. Angar the Screamer. I lo- Angar the Screamer. 
Does he like oh. orgasm all the time? Is that he is? He has a sonic boom, uh, like scream. He's supposed to be like a rock band guy, but he's got like he wears the denim vest that's open, has the like shorter length hair with the single string uh, uh, b- uh, bandana or whatever the single string headband on there. And so this one, like, this is when Rat was famous. More think late, more late seventies. Oh, I think okay. like uh, so, like warriors. Fog hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angry Screamer is great. Uh, Pound Cake Tenpin, who is a guy villain, an actual villain that throws bowling pins at people. So it's really funny. There's, uh, you know, just some of the some of the little bits like uh, Iron Man is uh, arguing with with uh, Modok, and Modok is like trying to take over whatever. And Iron Man is, like, not taking him seriously and is battling him while in his helmet he's actually watching the Great British Bake Off. Little gags like that. If you're a superhero fan, an old comic fan, it's worth watching. It's, I would give it about a B. All right. And and I think, like I told you before, because I, I saw some pictures and some video of it, the, the animation style actually really reminds me of, like, the Rudolph cartoons, the, the claymation special things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stop motion. Yeah, the, it reminds me a lot of that, so... It's a little exhausting for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I couldn't just... A lot of people say, oh, I watched all eight, eight episodes in a row. I couldn't do that. I watched two episodes a night, and after that I was like, okay, the jokes aren't hitting anymore, so I went to the next episode. So, that leads us to the movie the uh, movie I didn't watch. Would that be Without Remorse? Uh, Yeah. Well, well, I believe you should Omar be full of remorse because it was awesome. watched it, right, Omar? It was great. I did. Uh, okay. Well. Oh, oh um... arguments. Excellent. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Well, well, we'll talk about it. The movie Without Remorse uh, was released actually April 30th of this year. Uh, it was released on Amazon Prime. And it's free if you have an Amazon Prime membership. It's not one of those ones that you have to pay for to watch. It's directed by Stefano Salama. And it stars Michael B. Jordan, Jodie Turner-Smith, Jamie Bell, Lauren London, and Guy Pierce. Those are really the main players in it. There's a couple of other ancillary characters, but I, it really wasn't a whole lot there. The synopsis is an elite Navy SEAL goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder, only to find himself inside a, of a larger conspiracy. So, Omar, tell me what you thought about this movie. Okay. First things first. <clears throat> Whenever, as I've mentioned in the past... Whenever I get into a movie, I go in with what I think are pretty realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know it's a Tom Clancy story based mm-hmm. on a novel. Right. I know it's an updated version because it's Michael B. Jordan and he's relatively young. Um, so the it's it sucked me in. The storyline drew me in. Okay. Um, I liked... My, my initial thought was like, okay, this is really good. I've been mostly into TV shows for a long time. Movies have been boring me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, maybe it just hit me, maybe it just struck a chord at the right time. I don't know. But I really had, I really enjoyed the movie. Look, I, I, essentially, it's the first movie in a while that was that has drawn me in. In the, in the way that it did, a couple of reasons. I thought that um, I like that he, he he's the hero of the movie. 
but it but he's not but he's not making it effort effortless like he's got trouble like there's a few times where you're like okay this guy is like he he's he's really struggling right now you know he's like in this plane that's sinking in the ocean um he's early on in the movie um his home is attacked and he him and another guy um shoot each other and he can barely move like he's not just like oh oh but then he gets up and like runs after the guy like he's like he's barely moving like he's he's unable to you know he he essentially loses that whole situation um i i like that i like that it was and i'm going to use the word real or realism with mm -hmm. the complete understanding that I have absolutely no idea what combat or even fighting is like in real life, but it seemed much more realistic than a lot of the action movies that we've seen. And right. I really liked that. I, I like, I recognize that as well. I, I like Tom Clancy's stories and movies. I like how he weaves the story together. So, um, I didn't know what the outcome of the movie would be as far as like who the person is behind, you know, behind the whole thing. Um, but because of Tom Clancy books that I've read, that person that I, in my, that person that ended up being, it was kind of a suspect in my mind just because it's a little bit of a formula, but I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like it, it was good. Oh my God. The scene where he lights the car on fire. That was awesome. Like how awesome was that in the airport? You remember he's trying to get information from this one guy that I've never yeah, seen that that was, that was actually uh, a really neat scene, even if I'm like, ah, is he wearing flame, flame retardant uh, gear? I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know about you, but if I ever walk up to a car that's literally engulfed in flames, I probably can't, can't grab the door handle and open yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I'm probably not getting in it. And, and then getting in it, and the only thing that's happening while he's in there, there's no smoke, but the window is cracking. Mm-hmm. The the the, <laughs> the seats aren't melting <laughs> around him or whatever. There's a, the fire's not in the car; it's just outside the car. But it was a really cool. It was a cool if you can follow the conceit of the you know action of the movie or whatever. But it was a really well done. It was, I thought it was really an interesting twist. I've never seen anything like that before. That's why I like the movie. I thought it did a little bit of different, couple of little different action things that I that I I, I found interesting. Um, in the plane, he finds ways to like get air every now and mm -hmm. then when he needed it. Yeah. Um, any you know any other action movie, he would have just held his breath for 14 minutes while he was swinging out around underwater. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I, I, I kind and of, he even passed out at the end of that scene. He, yeah, he barely makes it exactly, which I thought was really cool, right? Um, but it was just a good movie. It was a well done thing. It was uh, it was uh, well acted. Um, I, I thought it was cool. It re it got my attention and it and it held my attention. I, I enjoyed it. It's is it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but it was right. really good. Well, and and that was that was kind of where I was at with it. Um, my my thoughts were there were a there was a lot of action in this movie, and 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 I really think that this is right in Michael B. Jordan's wheelhouse. He can definitely do action, and he does a very good job with it. It. And like you were saying, it definitely has like the culmination of damage that you don't really see from a lot of action heroes like a James Bond or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah, he'll get he'll get scratched and beat up and bloody, but he's never like limping down the street, you know, or or unable to stand up. And and so I, I, I appreciated the realism from that standpoint. And 
I will say that one of the things that I find myself noting, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but have have you ever heard the complaint like when there's a female action hero that their motivation is always, you know, they were they were wronged or they were raped or something happened to their family or something. There was some kind of wrong that was done to them that generates the that generates the revenge, if you will, in the action flick. Okay, yeah. You've heard that complaint? Mm-hmm. And, I, I actually have never heard that. And and I've actually found myself, whenever I see an action movie, noting, you know, what the motivation for the main character is. And I've come to the realization that it's not just female action stars. It's like every action movie, like, ever. There's always some kind of of insult that generates the action that that motivates the the main character to action. John Wick. Exactly. Yeah. In this one the guy's pregnant wife was killed. I mean there's always some some insult to the main character that generates the action on their part. So I I'm not quite sure what what the deal is with the complaint, but it the, well, the usually act- the, usually the complaint I hear and it has a name it's called fridging, like refrigerator. It's the okay. and it's it comes from the comic book world, and it's that in in comics specifically because for a long time it was primarily male readership mm-hmm. that the the characters uh, I guess motivation was that their wife or girlfriend got killed and it's called fridging because it was in Green Lantern when the the new Green Lantern showed up he was an artist and he's like I don't want to be the Green Lantern. He went home and someone, a villain had killed his girlfriend and chopped her up and stuck her in a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. So that character only existed for one issue just to be killed. And it's so that's the, that's the complaint I've heard specifically. I kind of got it flipped. Right. But it's, but it's, it's also the same thing anytime there's a woman uh, action star. I mean, you look at movies like Peppermint where her family was killed. I mean, you look at, I mean, there's, there's. Did Atomic like, Blonde? Atomic Blonde was actually good about that. Oh god, I don't remember. What was the? Uh, you might be right. You might be right. What was I think the? It was just, I think it was just her job. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It wasn't it a Cold War thing? Yeah. If I recall correctly, Atomic Blonde was more in the line of like James Bond. Yeah. But the back to this movie. I mean, the the action sequences were good. I I mean, I wasn't overly in love with it. But I mean, if you need a good blow em up popcorn movie, this this movie definitely fits the bill. And Michael B. Jordan is is a decent actor, and he can do action very well. So if, if that's the type of movie you're looking for, you won't be disappointed. Exactly, and that's and to me again, it goes all back to setting Having realistic expectations. expectations. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I, I, from this movie, you're going to get exactly what you want. If if you know anything about Tom Clancy or action movies, this is going to give it to you. Um. What did you think? Did you see? Did you watch the credits? Did you watch past the? I did. What did you think of that little clip? Well, they're the they're setting up a exactly, a, or they're trying to set up a franchise. I think. Yeah, exactly. And I, is, I, I hope it works. I'm all is, in for that. Uh, Michael B. Jordan playing like a regular Tom Clancy character. Like, who are the big? Like, there's, there's a few Tom Clancy characters that. I'm not I'm not familiar with the Tom Clancy character, so I couldn't really speak to that. Well, like Jack, I, I'm assuming he's not Jack Ryan. He's not Jack Ryan, but the thing that they set up, and I can't, I I'm dying to say it for those of you who know what it is, um, but I don't want to because I don't want to be that guy. But um, the thing that they're setting up, huh? 
I don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead and say it. So you saw when he 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 returns, mm-hmm. and they actually, if I recall correctly, from the background of the scene, they actually met at the um, Washington the, Monument. The, the what? Washington Monument. No, no, no. That was the World War II Memorial in Washington D.C. Oh, I thought it was the Washington. I thought he was standing on the other side of like a uh, a highway, looking at the Washington Monument. No, the, if you look, it's like the the it's like the big circular thing with the flags. Um, I think it's the World War II Memorial. Okay. I think, but anyway, so he and big spoilers coming. Well, I well I don't know if it's a spoiler, but it's just from the end end sequence from the credits. Um, he he meets up with the FBI dire- uh, the CIA director. And he has this idea for this new international team of people who are going to go after terrorists. And he wants to call it Rainbow, Project Rainbow. So they're setting up like the Rainbow Six thing. Oh, okay. Which was like a really big – there was like a video game about it yep. and, it was like a, and it was like a series of books and all that. So I was like, oh, man, that's so awesome. Like I hope this works and I hope this movie is successful because those movies would be super cool. Like they'd be so good. Right, like I love. Now, now I'm interested. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I will be. I'm leaving now. <laughs> y'all can, y'all can record and edit your own damn podcast because I have got some spy movies to watch. <laughs> but you remember that? You remember Rainbow Six, right, Greg? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's it was what a they're little setting wild up. That I read a lot of Tom Clancy books, but it was, I, uh, it was in high school, so I don't remember. I don't remember that or algebra. So. <laughs> 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 and only one of them was really interesting. So, <laughs> or what it's like to comb my hair. <laughs> those are all things that, that have not yeah, that, happened in a very wa- long time. That cuts me real deep too, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are we moving on to our last topic? Only if I you promise to should. watch this movie. I will watch this movie. Okay, I promise. Perfect. I, I, Romar, have you seen? Did you watch Army of the Dead? Indeed. Yes, I did. Oh, so all of us did this. So I yes. will. Okay, so I will give the base info, and then we're just gonna go to town on this thing, like a zombie tiger eating a bad guy. Uh, Army nice. of the Dead released also on May twenty first, two thousand twenty one, on Netflix. This is directed by Zack Snyder, the either loved or hated or uh, complained about Zack Snyder, uh, starring Dave Bautista, uh, Ella Purnell. Omari Hardwick, Anna de la Riguera, Riguera. Anna de la Riguera, Theo Rossi, Matthias. Really, uh, yeah, I should not have accepted yeah. this one. You, you took it. Go for it, Matthias Schweighofer. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nora Amazadar, Tig Notaro. I know her. Garrett Dillahunt, Ra- Raul Castillo, Richard. Yeah, there's a bunch of people in this movie. Uh, <laughs> and Richard Citrone, Samantha Wynn, and Athena Parample. I was just going to say, there's a lot of people, and they all have names. All of them. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> some of them have names that I can pronounce. Some of them do not. <laughs> but I didn't sign a contract with any of their agents saying that I have to get it right. So there. Perfect. Um, uh, synopsis of this movie. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. This movie is Ocean's Eleven plus zombies. It really is. Basically. Great way to put it. So what do you got? What what are your initial thoughts? Oh, my <laughs> my initial thoughts were, oh Chambers, how I love thee, my zombie movie Vasquez. Is, so Chambers is, is she the 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 what's her name the the jackal? Is that what they called her? No, no, she was she was the um, 
I I, I want to say she was Hispanic, but she was the one that came with the YouTube guy. Oh yeah, and yeah, okay. and was kind of a badass. And mm-hmm. she got she got trapped in the in the room with the zombies when they were going through the glow sticks, and the zombies all came about, and she just started stabbing people and sh- or stabbing zombies, shooting them in the head. She survived like the the entire room coming after her, and she like crashed through the window when everybody thought she was dead, mm-hmm. only to succumb to the mass of zombies after everybody ran away. Yep, yeah, bunch okay. of bitches. <laughs> and then she and then uh, she she had a. Uh, her YouTube buddy shoot the gas tank so she didn't have to suffer. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. But she reminded me a lot of Vasquez from the movies from the movie Aliens. Aliens. That's exactly what I thought you when you said Vasquez. Yeah. Okay, so that was yours. Uh, Omar. Well, you have more on the notes. Do you want? I, I, I do. I. You want to? You want to finish it up, or do you want to? Sure, sure. I because. While while the movie was entertaining at parts, it really kind of drug a little bit for me. It it took a while to set it up. It took a while to interest, introduce us to the characters. And I did appreciate that in some respects. Notably, Tig Notaro's character, who I thought was hilarious. She was possibly my favorite character in the entire movie. But at other times, the whole setup was just, eh. I didn't, I didn't really care about it. I kind of lost interest. And... And the fact that they didn't actually introduce everybody kind of made it confusing when they actually got to the final meeting. Because you got to the final meeting and there were people there that I'm like, who the hell is that? I don't, I don't remember them in the intro. They didn't talk about them. They didn't meet them. They didn't say anything to that person. Who the hell is that? Why are they here? Um, once we did get to the heist part, it picked up quite a bit. Even, even if it was extremely predictable... I mean, everything from the daughter disappearing to the betrayal of the goon to, you know, Chamber's inevitable death when she confronted the goon. Because I'm like, even when she was saying it, I'm like, why the hell are you talking to him about that? He's going to kill you. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, and and the goon, you know, kind of effing everything up and messing up the whole thing. Uh, and then, you know, then there was stuff I didn't see coming, but we'll, we'll address that later. Um and then there was then there was the big looming question at the end but you know it it had kind of an unsatisfying ending which is you know coincidentally the name of Greg's porn tape my uh second porn tape <laughs> but, but you know <laughs> did it fill 2 hours yeah were there some surprising scenes yeah were there some cool deaths sure was it good eh eh was all right uh, zombie enough. movies. Uh, I'll I'll jump in here. Yeah. Uh, zombie movies are usually mostly the same. Every so often we'll do a little bit of change up. You know, oh the zombies are fast now, or they can think, or they can talk, or whatever. And this one also pushes that a little bit forward because you have the like two levels of zombies: the the leader zombies that can co- talk with a bunch of clicks and the alphas. Noises. Yeah, the alphas, and then of course the the shamblers, mm-hmm. which are the the other thing. So it does add a little bit more to the zombie world, almost to the point of where the alphas are more are almost more like vampires in a way. Mm-hmm. But like, who's to say that that you know zombies kind of like all these monsters got locked into their place in the eighteen hundreds, and they can you know why can't they change up a little bit? Because when these zombies go out in the sun, they dry out and pretty much are just fall into piles. And then when it rains, 
which is a good thing it's in Vegas, they come back to life apparently. Um, that was that was a neat little twist, and they added something which else. I totally expected to actually happen. Like I was like, okay, that's what's going to happen. They're going to try to they're going to be successful, think they're good, and then it's going to start raining, and then they're going to be stuck with a million zombies. And they did not do that. Yeah, because whenever you mention something like that, you're like, okay, this is this is going to be a problem later. Um, so this might be the very first pregnant zombie that we actually had. Oh, I'm trying to think if there was one. Yeah, maybe. Because because they were definitely insinuating that the the zombie baby was created by the alpha after she was already a zombie. Yeah. And that it was growing in her womb. Mm-hmm. The so that's, yeah, that's there's a couple other things. The this whole movie in general, they also have a making of documentary on Netflix that you, I watched afterwards, and they put a lot of thought into this stuff. They put a lot of thought into what characters, what type of characters would be in Vegas, showgirls, and things like that. Mm-hmm. How the Alpha would communicate. They had, you know, talked about the parkour people that they hired. They talked about how they built the sets because they the actual rubble of the city like if it was going to be it was built in uh new mexico and if it was going to be anywhere near the actors they're going to be walking on it touching it going near it it was actual rubble because they couldn't use like styrofoam because it would blow away mm-hmm. so they kept on like they literally brought in this stuff um character design so i thought that stuff was really cool but it, yeah it did drag at times uh, there was the, the few interesting parts. Um, but then there's other parts that I was like, like, I thought that the heist aspect of it was, kind was of an interesting idea, but I would have liked to see a much more intense heist. Like, yeah. You know, an Asian dude folded up into a, uh, 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 what is it? A catering cart or a safe or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like in, would have been awesome, but no. <laughs> We didn't get that. Yeah, the, the heist was actually kind of an afterthought. It didn't really have all that much, all that much of a presence in the movie, other than being the reason that they're there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well said. Exactly. It's like he was way more interested in zombies um, than the heist part, and he was like, uh, "Okay, we're just going to do this. Cool. We need more zombies over here." Uh, which makes sense because he did, of course, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, so this is his first, this is the other big deal. This is his first time back to the zombie Wait, genre. Is he is he the one that did the the Dawn of the Dead with the mall? Yeah. Well, they're both that are in a mall, but the the but one. But I mean the uh, remake. Yeah, the one yeah. that starts off with the little girl in the house. With the little girl in the house, yeah. And the car is like freaking out and crashing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. I didn't realize that was Zack Snyder until yeah, this. Uh, some definite Zack Snyderisms, like the slow motion things that we mm-hmm. that I mentioned a lot with the Justice League remake where you know blood flying in the air the whole like opening sequence um where the I, I'm assuming it's like an infected soldier that starts the whole thing maybe cuz they're like delivering this uh uh bo- the military is delivering this box there's some dude on it after his wedding getting roadhead and he crashes into the military convoy causing this zombie to get out and mm-hmm run to Vegas and basically turn everyone to zombies. That's the, that's our, that's the opening sequence, but it all happens like with all the typical Vegas people, like getting attacked when they're winning stuff and bridal parties and bachelor parties rather, and all that stuff doing things. That opening scene 
again, like you said, the Zack Snyder slow mo, but that opening the 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 opening credit sequence. Um, it rem I I, I don't I'm, I wasn't purposely drawing a comparison, but it reminded me of the the title sequence, the opening sequence for um, for Zombie Land, mm-hmm. when it was, was like for whom the bell tolls by Metallica and everything's in oh, slow yeah. motion. You know what I mean? And and this one this was similar but just Vegas style. <laughs> and I'm not saying it was copied. I'm not, I, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I'm not <laughs> insinuating that. I'm just saying that that's what it reminded me of. But I got, well, the idea that I got from, it never explains it, but when the, the zombie that starts it all, like you were saying, the opening sequence, they're in a truck and there's like a big container or whatever. I, I, in my mind, it's just like they were trying to do some like military super soldier experiment gone awry or something. Like yeah, it never it never explains it, but that's just kind of like what I thought of which it. Which is probably for the best. When I explain it, like explaining it only makes it worse. <clears throat> we all have our pre pre existing or conditions or whatever our ideas about it. Exactly. Uh, what did you think? What did you think, Omar? Just in general, I thought I thought it was fun. I, I liked I liked how it opened, like the sequence that you said with the uh, with the, the 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 way that the there's a car accident and the zombie escapes, and then uh, he takes over that little team that's supposed to be guarding him, and uh, they walk over this hill and there's the Vegas lights. The next thing you know, it's the opening credits um, with the, 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 the Vegas-y lounge music when everyone's getting like attacked. I, mm-hmm. I liked that they somehow got control of the situation and walled off the city. I liked that it didn't spread beyond that. That's the, that, that was a little different for me, and I liked that. I appreciated that idea. So like this did happen. But we were able to contain it in this one spot, and I thought that was kind of a cool twist to the zombie. I love zombie. I'm a big fan of the zombie movies. I love them, so I thought that was an interesting little twist. Um, it didn't just. I was like, that took a shitload of shipping containers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I like that. Speaking of the shipping containers, an important plot point with the 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 um, what's his name Batista character happens with the shipping containers. Um, uh, um, do you know what I'm talking about? When they're when they're they're the the final moments as they're walling off the city, and the helicopters are bringing in the shipping containers, and uh, Dave Batista and some of these other people are running to get out, and they don't quite make it. Some of them, and they just drop the shipping container. This just lands right on them. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of neat. It was an interesting whatever conceit or whatever. Um, but overall, yeah, I agree with what you guys have been saying. It was fun. It lags at times. It's a beer movie. You know what I mean? Like you can have it on in the background. Um, I had to like stop it and, and come back to it a little later after up one one or two parts because it did, like you said, like the dragging, dragging on thing. Um, but the action was good. It was fun. And I was annoyed. I don't know if it's annoyed, but I agree that... Uh, the the heist aspect just kind of became background noise. Yeah. And I wanted that to be a little more developed. I don't know why. I wanted I to see that. a little bit more of that. You did too. Okay, it's not just me. Okay. Right. Even if it was even if it was a little bit more of them having to to beat the automated security measures or whatever. I mean, they had one scene where they were like trying to get past the the pressure plates in the floor, but after that that was it. That, was that, oh, that's right with all the, the, um, the movie traps or whatever. Forward. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like, a fun scene. It, it it was, and I would have liked to have seen more of that. It was just that was that was all there was. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, eh, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> Asian zombie in a cart. Just saying. There you go. Write that down. Or zombie, sexy zombie in a cat suit going through lasers. Oh, by the way, Zack Snyder, I'm in the middle. I, I'm almost at the end of the, because uh, I know you guys talked about this right before I showed up. Um, the Justice League, the Zack Snyder's Justice League is really good. It's very good. Much better than the original. It's so good, yeah. Well, and I mean, and ironically, if you can't your first make ever. it better than the original by extending it two hours, you what have you done with your life? Yeah, because the original was difficult. <laughs> to get that was through. the first ever episode Omar was on when we talked about the original. I, I might is that was that the first time I was on with you guys? It might have been, yeah. So uh, Tig Notaro, you mentioned her. This is kind of interesting. Uh, that character was someone else, and some people know this. Uh, it was that, a character played by Chris Ilya. What's up? That you mean someone else was playing the character, or someone that else, character was someone else was playing someone. someone else was playing that character. They filmed all oh. of his parts, Christy Ilya. He was, uh, you might, if you ever watched uh, sitcoms or whatever, he was on. I keep wanting to say Valerie, but that is not it. Um, oh, shoot. Well, he was on he, a, a few different name of the sitcoms. Show? Yeah, I, I don't remember. He was on. A, he was on a couple, but he's more known as a stand-up. Yeah, so he's a stand-up and. In 2020, it became it came out with screenshots and everything that he had a very bad penchant for uh, hitting on younger fans, uh, 15, 16, 17 year old fans, mm. uh, trying to get them to come to his hotel room, things along those lines. Uh, he apologized and said, "Well, I have a problem," but still, uh, uh, without fail Zack Snyder immediately was like we got to reshoot this and um, I believe they put up Netflix it put up two million dollars to do it if not more a, wow. a lot to but there's a couple things going on uh, Tig Notaro is a, a breast cancer survival survivor double mastectomy and has uh, of course has uh, what are they called uh, 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 white blood cell count is low What's a, you know this, Rob. Neutropenia. No, like uh, just in general, like immunity issues. Like immune, like immune disorder. Immunocompromised. Yeah, there we go. Immunocompromised. Immunocompromised. There it is. Yes, there we go. So she has that. So she couldn't actually film in the middle of a pandemic, and not to mention all of the other actors are already gone home and been done. So a lot of the the sequences that she shot, she did by herself. So the fact that she had great comic timing on that is amazing that's, because she was acting actually, because alone. she was without question my favorite character in the whole in the whole movie. Yeah, and now if you are interested in her, she's she is a stand up comedian, and I don't know if you've ever heard anything about her, but I will tell she's you awesome. that uh, in 2012 she got diagnosed with cancer with the breast cancer. Um, that was August, and she or that was late July and early August. She had a a major set that she was supposed to do to be recorded and stuff, and she basically scrapped it, walked up on stage, and just talked about her having breast cancer for whatever, for hour and a half, whatever time it was. I remember this because back before another person that got in trouble for uh, bad sex things, Louis C.K. had posted on his blog, because I was a big Louis C.K. fan back then. Um, he was like, I just saw the best comedy set I've ever seen in my life. And it was just straight up chatting. And he asked if he could put it out. And she was like, well, I don't know. So he put it out for it. It was like a pay whatever you want kind of thing. 
Um, and I remember I paid I paid for it because it went to her cancer treatments. Mm-hmm. And I was standing. I started hitting. I hit play. And I was standing at the end of my kitchen table with my back to the TV for an hour and a half without moving because it was that good. Mm-hmm. I just I stood there listening to it straight through. Um, and it was just like it was so raw. Like two days earlier, she got what could be a death sentence, and she just talked and straight through. It was um, it is available somewhere. Um, I tried to look for it because I when I paid for it, I there's a login and stuff for it, but I'm not sure where that is now. But um, it's worth trying to find. It's a whatever comedy special she did at the Largo in 2012 is uh, okay. is that one. But, She's interesting because any if you. If you look her up and you look up what any any comedian talking about her, they have the most utmost respect for her as like a great comedian, just in general, and like a great like just a great person. And there's even a, a documentary that came out in 2015 um, called Tig about her, like just with all these comedians and all these people talking about how great she is and everything. Yeah, she's and like the comedian's comedian. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So she's. Uh, it was very cool. Like I was surprised to see that she was in this and I was like really happy about that because she's not that well known outside of those circles, but I think she mm-hmm. should be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can we talk about oh, just, sorry. just her opening scene where they're like, we have a job. She's like, yeah, I'll do it. And they're like, well, don't you want to know yeah. what the job is? No, I hate no. my life. It's cool. I'm good. Let's <laughs> it do could it. be dangerous. I don't care. You see this? This is bullshit. I don't want to do this. What do you got? I'll do it. Two million dollars? Sure. Why not? Exactly. <laughs> How awesome is that? I oh. do want to talk about uh, zombie animals. The uh, zombie tiger and the zombie horse. Mm-hmm. Mm. Zombie horse was real. It was a real that horse? Was, that was yeah. the most patient goddamn horse that I've ever seen. It was. It was wearing a lot of prosthetics. Yep. No shit. And then the zombie tiger, of course, was uh, 3D graphics, but that thing looked good. The tiger? Yeah, it did. You could tell there was something up when he was mauling the one guy. Because, I mean, that's that's still hard for them to get, you know, completely correct um, without yeah. without actually having a, a large cat grab you and shake you like a rag doll. It's, it's kind of hard to get that right, mm-hmm. but the... The damn thing looked really good. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be one of like Siegfried and Roy's cats, and I thought that was really good. It was just in the way it was rotting, like on one side of its face. It was just it looked horrific. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the scarier rotting animals since uh, zombie that, bear. It was that the zombie bear in uh, in that movie with like the weird force fields and stuff? Uh, yeah. I think was wasn't zombie bear like annihilation or some shit? Yeah, annihilation. That's what it was. But yeah, I, I yeah, and you knew something was going to happen with this tiger, uh, so I thought that was interesting. Um, I did like the swimming pool full of blood and guts and gore and body parts. Mm-hmm. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. I can't do that. That's the kind of thing that makes me not hungry, and that's very difficult to do. <laughs> that made me more hungry. Actually, <laughs> fair enough. My appetite is rarely affected by things like that. Uh, no, I can't do I it. I think all three of the stuff we're reviewing this week is one of those, well, if you have nothing else to watch, you can watch this. Or if you really feel like a silly superhero thing or really feel like a zombie movie or really feel like um, an action flick, spot, action. an action flick, do this. But none of them are going to change the world. No. Agreed. No. And of course, Although this, I this... will say 
that this week um, I was like, what the hell? Because just before I watched this movie, I had watched uh, Invincible. And and I think I commented to you, Greg, that I was like, man, that's that's two head snaps in two days. <laughs> yeah, the zombies whip the girls going into the into the place that gets her head snapped around. Oh, that's right. And then they shoot through her and then she falls to the ground. But like she's looking the wrong way. Yeah. And they had that one little pop from her trapezoid. Yep. Her, just, uh, that's so funny. Great. Rob knows all the parts, the names of all the parts. <laughs> yeah. Or not trapezoid, it's trapezius muscle, but you could. I believe you. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I trust you. Well, I had yeah. to correct myself because everybody knows that. I... <laughs> There's that one listener who's going to be like, "Dude, you don't know that." What the hell, dude? What's wrong with you? They would have to cross check a lot, though. They'd have to know who you are, where you work, and would have to go watch the movie to see that exact part to see what he was talking about. You never know. So. <laughs> Speaking of listeners, so we're all good here, right? We're done with the uh, reviews and stuff. Indeed. Would you Would you recommend this movie, or is it, it, this is like everything else, where it's like if that's what you're looking for, give it a shot because you might enjoy it. But it's you know, not. you know what I would do with this movie. I have of all of my friends, you can know the people that you talk to that are like someone will be like, "Man, that was the best movie I ever saw." I, oh, I fucking love the original Justice League. And you're like, uh, okay, okay. You're wrong, but okay. And you'll be like, oh, you're going to like this movie. But, like, if you're a a horror purist, you would definitely be like, well, you know what? If you're not doing anything else, this movie has a couple fun parts, but you're going to have some issues with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's, it's you would recommend it to the correct audience. If the person is one of those, like, oh, there was explosions, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, great. Do that. But if they were like, well, you know, what the original Dawn of the Dead was really talking about was consumerism. <laughs> don't watch this fuck nugget. No, no. And if you do, there, don't complain about it with me. There is one other thing that I did want to address with this movie, though. Because it was it was one of the big problems that I actually had with the movie. Okay. And that was, that was the whole underlying plot of the reclusive billionaire trying to get the zombie oh, yeah. head to, oh, to right. weaponize it. Yeah. And, and everybody dies... And nobody passed on that knowledge. So the only survivor has no idea about anything that happened because she wasn't there for it. So she doesn't know about the billionaire, you know, setting them up. She doesn't know about all that shit. So that 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 storyline is kind of left hanging. Oh, and they did set it up for a part two. At the very, very, very end. How so? The other survivor, he gets on a plane. He gets a private jet. Oh, the guy. Yeah, the guy walks out, and uh-huh. they'll they'll be. But that's that's just setting up another. That's another just setting up another. Site, right? Now like it's not going to be Vegas. It's going to be. They're, they're the just moving the location. Exactly. That's it. So, but yeah, the the whole the whole plot about you know the guy trying to weaponize the zombie virus is is lost. It's it's meaningless because Actually, nobody really necess- knows anything happened. Not necessarily because if there is a part two and they do end up in that other city, I'm so like a, like anti-spoilers that I don't even want to say this like minor thing that doesn't really matter. Um, so they're flying into another city and he's starting to turn. And if it does end up that part two is another thing where this other city gets walled off or whatever, then that same billionaire is going to try to do the same thing where he's going to try to send some people in there to get, to get a sample to weaponize it. 
Like it could still he, it could still be done again. Yeah, I mean, he could send him in, but then he wouldn't have the same he wouldn't have the same um, motivation. You can't say, oh, you know, rob the vault and give me the and get the money for me. It's my money. Go get it. And Correct. Blah, blah, blah. It would have to be a different thing. Whatever. So yeah, I I agree. I I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. I get you. I th- I think they lost out there. I, I, because I, I feel like there's something that could have been done with that. Yeah, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, speaking of missed opportunities and us not wanting to miss any opportunities, <laughs> we have a patron with a birthday. Really? We do. And as that patron, uh, well, as she is a patron, we get to do a top five list about her to close out this episode. And that is Adriana. Her birthday is on June 1st. And we will not sing happy birthday because we can't afford that. <laughs> Yay! Happy birthday! Woo! Happy birthday. You're about to learn a lot of interesting things about yourself. Yes. <laughs> so, for all of you people out there that have not been around when we have a patron birthday, uh, we do a top five list about them. Uh, these things may or may not be true. You know, it's up, it's up to you to determine that. Uh, so, the top five list about Adriana is the top five fun facts about Adriana. So, how do we want to do this? I think the first time we actually, like... Took turns. Took turns, right? So, mm-hmm. do, we, do we want to do that? Now, this is the first one of these that Omar gets to do, so I'm not sure. Did you get a chance to take care of this? She's going to learn scared. things about herself. You guys are going to hear... I mean, it's going to blow your mind. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds Rob, like Omar is ready. Yeah, Rob, you're going to start. I'm going to start. All right. Yeah. Well, did you know that she is actually an amateur mortician, but she specializes in clown makeup for those <laughs> special parties? Wow. That, I did not know that. That would be horrifying. I, I have no response to that. <laughs> you really got to check the phone number of who you're calling when you hire your mortician because... You really don't want to see grandma dressed up like a clown. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's only for those special occasions. Yeah. Well, okay. she's also an avid outdoors woman. She, she, uh, she likes that. going yeah, outdoors. And one time, though, she got lost and, on a hike, and she uh, killed a moose and hollowed it out so that she could like sleep in it for the evening. And, like a uh, tauntaun? Yeah, uh, to this day, she's still not allowed in the Tampa Zoo. <laughs> she's not allowed back. <laughs> she's, they're just like, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're banned. Tampa yeah. Zoo. I just want uh, you to picture the children looking. There's not even moose at the Tampa Zoo, but picture uh, the children looking into the, moose, into the moose enclosure as, as Adriana climbs out of a dead moose like, good morning, as they drop their, their popcorn and their, hot dogs. Their popcorn and soda. Yeah. Is that the same incident that got her banned from Vancouver? Cause yes, that... yes. Also. <laughs> okay. That's so, a... so what do you got, Omar? Little known fact, she's a huge fan of the band Live. Who isn't? Yeah. They're great. Yeah, they're Who's fantastic. That? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, did you know that she has a collection of celebrity penis molds? <laughs> Hold on. Wait. I said, Rob, I said we're supposed to do fake ones. Oh, my bad. Like, she kind of keeps that on the down low. She doesn't want people <laughs> break, breaking into her house and stealing them. It's 
kind of a thing. I guess we'll edit the, I'll edit that out if I remember. Uh, Don't remember. <laughs> well, if someone if someone does try to break into her house, what I've got here is going to maybe make them a little uh, concerned about this. Uh, she was uh, the La Chunkla dodging champion for three years. This you know the the, the throwing of the sandal that um, that uh, Hispanic mothers do when they're angry. Well, she she dodged uh, or she she she, threw. No, she was the dodging champion. Like the they. They tossed it at her, and she was able to dodge out of the way. Uh, in like 2017, she actually did lose in 2017 because of the um, they introduced the new Reef Turbo, and uh, it was a much more aerodynamic <laughs> turbo, much more aerodynamic throwing sandal, and uh, it it finally took her out. So for three years, though, it was it was impressive. I mean, she got a belt wow. and everything. Yeah. Remember when they released the Reef Sydney, the one that you could throw when it comes back to you. <laughs> exactly with a, with a koala for some reason nice yeah it comes back with a koala exactly with a marsupial anyone it doesn't matter which one so so what do you know about adriana uh she prefers want, tacos other people? she prefers tacos over you over me she, yeah she does actually well, no no no. i do too anybody. i mean that's anybody <laughs> it's not i don't mean you greg i mean everybody Oh, all, mm-hmm. so all of our listeners. Yeah. That is actually a majority of our listeners, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fair. That's our demographic, actually. Mm-hmm. People that prefer tacos <laughs> over human interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you well, but you know that Adriana herself is actually very popular. Um, she does get a lot of requests for dates. She did actually turn down her her beau Aaron, though. She turned down Aaron for a date, said that he needed to win again before she'd even consider it. Win again. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Because he's only true. won one. So yeah, he's only won one Super Bowl. It's true. Yeah. But she does I like have... green. He's she she, he is a, she is a very big Packers fan. Okay. She is a very big Packers fan. All right. But she there said he needed to win another one first. <laughs> Poor Aaron. Denied. I know, right? <laughs> well, let's see here. You know, I've heard from, I mean, we, most of the time we're talking to her, we're typing, but I've heard that she's very loud. And then, so I did some research and I did not know this, but ACDC actually did a uh, MRI of her lungs and vocal cords to try to design a new speaker cabinet for their next tour based on her, her volume production. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> to rival that of Motorhead? Is that what's happening? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the ears are still bleeding tour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I understand that she's planning her next vacation. She's actively looking for, um, if I know her, probably first class tickets because she's a first class lady to the yeah, land yeah. of the Yik Yak. Oh, <laughs> no one wants to go there. <laughs> Check our Instagram for that because there's going to be. She would actually save on bikini tops because in the land of the Yik Yak, apparently the women only wear one half of the. That's of right. The, of the shirt. That's not where I was going with that, by the way. <laughs> so oh no, that's where that we're guy. going with that. <laughs> you lit we'll that fuse, sir. Time. We're going there. Fair enough. I. I did hear something that might give uh, that might give people pause, like you were saying about breaking into her home. Um, 
I did hear that one time she slapped a guy so hard that when he woke up, he was pregnant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> slapped the ovaries right into him. That's right. <laughs> We're going to kill Omar. This is what's happening here. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> well, you know, there, there is this whole conversation going around of, of things being offensive. And I'm totally uh, offensive. And and what Adriana does is she actually collects racist children's books, <laughs> <laughs> but like not like not ones that are considered racist today, but like weren't in the 1990s, you know, 80s. Like not that. Like she actually collects specifically racist children's books. Uh, the most valuable one she has is Hitler Hears a Who. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <sighs> wow. Well, is my so, 90 days up? Are they up? Yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can I go now? <laughs> oh, I'm the only one on this podcast that can make that joke. <laughs> oh, no, you're not, sir. <laughs> because we don't care if we offend you. Oh, my God. That was good. My mind, this isn't going to top that. But I don't, I don't know this for a fact yet, but I know that it's, it's going to be true. She is far superior to me. At the ancient art of karaoke. <laughs> that actually is true. Yeah, I'm, I'm is, sure it is. I, I believe that is, There's in fact, 100% true. Zero doubt in my mind that that's the truth. Also, not hard, but... Yeah, true. well, I mean, I am right now, but wait, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what you got for the last fact about Adriana? For All right, well, for the coup de gras. She once went to a soccer game and set a trap for the opposing team because you know Adriana is very into her soccer. Yes. Upon entering the locker room, the players were encased in concrete. The problem was, was that it worked so well, and to cover it up, the stadium just shortened the room a few paces and extended the concrete wall and basically just walled them in. So the Albuquerque Albatrosses were oddly stricken from the roster of teams since they forfeited all of their games that year. Everyone just kind of figured that it was on there as a joke. So they just took them off the records. It's because she walled them in? She Well, yeah, she, she's, she, she set them up in concrete. That's very, that's very uh, 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 Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, nicely done. Oh, my, my last one. Is kind of just a plea for her. Um, she has been trying to introduce a new sex act uh, into the common lexicon. Uh, you know, like people will know what a sixty-nine is, kind of thing. She wants of to course. get a new one out there. Okay, um, but I, I want to tell her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to tell her <laughs> as a friend that that she needs to not do this anymore because she's been trying for a while. The Rhodesian Swan Dive never happening. No one will ever do the Rhodesian Swan Dive, or at least talk about it in public. I don't know. That I sounds... might have done it last night. <laughs> you were with me last night. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you I were not awake the entire night. <laughs> that is step three of the Rhodesian Swan Dive. Oh, my God. And uh, I think you guys missed this in the Patreon chat. Because nobody really reacted to it but me. But we... Um... She, uh, I think it was like a day or two ago, she posted her favorite movie of all time, Sound of Thunder. (laughs) 
That is a straight up lie. I know that one's fake. I don't know. She you are a monster. Adamant. It is her birthday, sir. <laughs> How she seemed, dare you? She seemed adamant about it. I don't know. She was emphatic. I, I tried to talk her down, but it wouldn't work. It didn't work. Well, that's that's impressive, though. Well, happy birthday, Adriana. We we love happy you. We birthday. love having you in our chat, and we thank you very much for the support you give the show. And uh, we're also sorry. And you're finally old enough to rent a car. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and buy lottery tickets. So, uh, Rob, I believe you are taking us out of here. I will take us out of here. So, guys, if you would like to reach out to us and contact us, tell us what you thought about the the things that we talked about tonight. You can reach us on at our website, GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. You can email us directly, GiveMe5Podcast at gmail.com. I'll get it right eventually. And please, guys, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're using. It really helps us stand out. It helps us move up, and it helps other people find us. And thank you for listening. Happy birthday, Adriana. What's up,